Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit it. <laughs> As we've, we've all been away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're back. Holy like, shit. It's I've 2019. Been, I, we, we did it. What happened? Okay. I don't want to start 2019 on like a negative Nancy, negative Nancy foot. I want to say negative Neil. I hate that they're all women's names. Yeah. <laughs> that drives me bananas. Uh, what's the other one? Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. I'm it should like, be like Chad Downer. Well, we could find him. David <laughs> Downer. Also, maybe names don't need to be gender. Whatever. Okay. That's <laughs> not what I wanted to start with, but we're back and it's 2019. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in a long time. The amount of people okay. coming to me telling me they got <laughs> diffusers f- over the holidays. What's is a diffuser? Sorry. You should be, you're angry that people got them and you're angry I don't know what it is. What do you want? The middle? People, people know, know what they, what they are, are but not, not have them. one. Uh, they are like uh, essential oils. You pour oh, them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my therapist has one. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be calming. I am so so sick of hearing about people and because they do not, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. They don't work. They don't. What are they supposed to do? Like it's supposed uh, to like relax you, calm you. Well, you just seem angry about them. So I don't think you're like one of those people like <laughs> goes up like, to be hypnotized and you're like, this isn't real. They come in sense of like breath, calm, relaxation. That sounds lovely. No, but I'm going to ask my therapist which one she has. I hope it's breath. Is that really one of them? <laughs> and one of my coworkers got one for the ho- over the holidays um, called gratitude. And I lolled so hard because that's also just passive aggressive. So you li- you. Oh, someone got it for <laughs> yeah. them. Oh, like that's here, brutal. you need this. I would put that one step below when I got stretch mark cream for Christmas. <laughs> like, that is one step below that. Yikes. For me. Uh, my mom told me a story that my dad, when she turned 38 or 39, my dad bought her a book called Fit and Fabulous at 40. Oh. And she still brings up to this day. <laughs> I would also. However many years later, up. like, you idiot. You idiot. <laughs> Um, well, okay. It seems like we're still kind of talking about the holidays then because we're talking about gifts. Sure. And I feel like I just haven't seen you in a really long it's time. It's been so long. So I don't know if I ever told you that at my office Christmas party, there was a tarot card reader, a magician, and a caricature artist. That's like the... <laughs> That's normal, right? No. Also, it was like, it's not a big office. There was only 20 of us there. But then there was also just this magician walking around being like, you want to see a trick? <laughs> Oh, it was so bizarre. Poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, his tricks were real good. He gave me a card after that had my signature on it. Did you sign it? I did. And then he like found it again and then he like folded it. But then it was perfectly flat again. And then someone put all the deck of cards in between their two hands. And when they lifted their hands again, the cards were gone and it was just a block of glass. But how did it work? I don't know. I looked so carefully and I watch a lot of Penn and Teller. So I'm like, I know <laughs> magic. Remember when one of your like, was that funnies was <laughs> yeah. Penn and Teller's close up street <laughs> magic bullshit something? Stand by it. <laughs> okay, but I got my tarot cards read. Is yeah. that how you, isn't it tarot? I don't know. I'm Christian. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you said carrot cards. Tar- tarot? 
Is there? Do you not pronounce the last T? Uh, what do I know? JP, do you pronounce last T? It's tarot no, cards. Yeah, okay, let's like cut he... out all the times I said the T, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm going to need you to cut that out. Because you don't want to lose street cred in the... My thing is, is in the tarot card oh, good. world, thank you. <laughs> um, my thing was that, one, his name was Steve, and he was wearing a very offensive hat, and two... It was was like, he wearing a Make America Great Again hat? <laughs> no, <laughs> but it had that vibe to yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, but second is like some of the stuff he said really hit the mark. And I was like, oh, this is like interesting. Mm, yeah, it was yeah. like, trust your gut. You're surrounded by good people. Like you can stand on your own, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end, <laughs> you know, when someone's like, if I say this enough times and slow enough, Someone's going to believe that this is true. And it's going to sound magical. Yeah. So he's like, you can move to Vancouver. And I was like, okay. And he's like, no, <laughs> you're not hearing me. You can move to Vancouver. And I was like, I don't. He's like, no, you can. And I was like, okay, Steve. That's like the most banal, like, I you just, can drink water. You today. can. I you know can you don't learn think to you canoe. can. I I remember your canoe instructor said you couldn't canoe at summer camp. But you, you can, can Oh canoe. my god. At summer camp when I was a kid. Here we go. She's <laughs> she's been bottling up these so stories. Much to say. Uh no, at summer camp when I was a kid, you had to pass the swim test to be able to swim with all the other kids. Okay. And I couldn't pass it. So there was like an area that was Yikes. fully docked off that all the kids would be swimming in. And then there was a shallow end by the beach that I was the only kid who didn't pass the swim test. So I just had to like roll in the <sighs> shallow water by myself every day for two hours. I have a story about swimming in camp. Tell me. There, I was a uh, counselor one summer because I was too. like the hot guy. Okay. I had the hot <laughs> sure. guy cabin. People uh -huh. were like, wow, he's hot. Yeah. So I was working at summer camp. Yeah. And I was, again, I mentioned I was in the hot counselor category. Cabin. I mean, I was, uh, yeah. But one of my campers. Okay, wait, you were a counselor? I was just hot. Who like stayed with other counselors or no. you were in a cabin with hot? <laughs> no, no. I just, I, all I'm just trying to say is like, I was hot. Okay, great. <laughs> we're on the same page. Uh, and one of my campers pooped in the pool. Oh, right. No. And so the lifeguards were like, well, he, he can't come swimming anymore. You were at a camp where there was a pool? Yeah. Fancy. Yeah, well. Hello, Regina. Yeah. And so the lifeguards were like, well, this camper can no longer come swimming. And then so they're like, you have to call the mom and say You're that kidding. he can't come swimming. And I'm like, why are we calling them? <laughs> How do they help with the situation? I don't know. So then anyway, me on the one line and then on another phone was uh, a lifeguard saying to this mom, your child pooped in the pool. <laughs> And then the mom was like, well, I guess next time. And then the lifeguard was like, look at me like you need to say. And I was like, there won't be a next time. <gasps> and she was livid at us. You better let my child <laughs> poop in, in the pool back in I the pool. Will, I will say that's severe. I, it's a weak camp. Like one time. Oh, the kid can't swim for uh, <laughs> five more days. I feel like, yeah, that's like, it's, as the kid who had to roll around in the sand because I couldn't tread water for 45 seconds. Why are you rolling in it? I just, there was nothing else to do. I was by myself. I was like a beached seal. Yeah. Like, check me out. Oh, how did, yeah. You didn't Anyways, pick up at camp, did you? One time, no. I've never picked up anywhere. Um, How are you? Oh, my God. 
so single. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at this. You are I good know. at this, but you look like you're I'm, thriving. I'm doing all right. You know, yeah. you're, you're getting good, Christina, right now. Yesterday, Christina cried over a shower curtain. So it's like, what, who is it going to be you right now? You can call me. I know how to do shower curtain it stuff. It wasn't. It was that I'm staying. This is not a happy story. Everyone I broke, it's fine. And uh, I'm staying with friends and... I was like feeling okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to start my day. I'm going to go to work today. Here we go. And then I like showered. And when I went to get out of the shower, I kind of forgot, which is going to happen. And I opened the shower curtain the wrong way and hit their sink. Okay. And I just sobbed as if my (laughs) child. Oh, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that, but you're getting like, hello, Christina. Hello. Hello. Do you feel like uh, all the like, Katy pa- Perry, like you can do this life songs like you're listening to I'm just now. Listen to fireworks on repeat. <laughs> yeah, are you? No, I should though. You should. Um, we should make you a playlist of like empowerment of single girl songs. Single girl songs. Yeah, you know it comes in waves. I don't think I'm going to be great at. Da- I'm like single and not ready to mingle right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like in general dating, I'm like not. You know. I saw a first date today at a coffee shop and I was like, ah, oh, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that looks rough. Yeah. And I like, I'm in one of those couples where I see first dates happening. I'm like, oh, oh no. yeah. It's not like I saw it and I was like, oh my God, that could be me. <laughs> it was like the girl was like, yeah. I feel like my mom doesn't have white hair. So, like, I'm fine. And I, I was heard, like, oh no. <laughs> I, I heard something wild. What that did you hear? One of my coworkers was talking about uh, a Tinder experience. And she said the guy, uh, they're trying to find a time to meet up. Yeah. Um, and she suggested a date. And the guy said, let's have a FaceTime drink. What? Oh, my God. If so- I don't want to do that. Can you imagine? What does that even mean? I don't know. I guess like. Why aren't you meeting in person? He said, let's have a FaceTime drink before we get together in person. Why? And she's like, are you vetting me over FaceTime? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like playing this through my head. Could you imagine like getting all done up and like sitting at your kitchen table? Yeah. Like drinking wine, holding your phone. Like, no. this is a nice Merlot. Also, FaceTime is such a weird, <laughs> like you're so close. I hate FaceTime. I'm so bad at it. Oh, yeah, and then I, whoever whoever's chiefly FaceTiming will always point the phone at you like, here, do you want to talk to Frank? So and you're like, no, I don't. I look like shit right now. Do not make me talk to this person. Uh, yeah, that's my worst nightmare. I'm so scared. Yeah, um, you're going to do great. Hey, I'm going to do great. You are going to do great. People yeah. are going to want to be with you. <laughs> People are going to, I just stand in from the mirror every morning. Like one day, a really sad comedian who's over 50 is going to want to <laughs> be with Why you. Why an old man comedian? I feel like that's my only, like, that's what is. It's going to be fine. I'm single. I'm not ready to mingle. We've been giving relationship advice on this show, but I, I've always I'm felt still like, ready to do that. But I've always felt like I give really good dating advice. So if you need dating advice. I mean, advice, maybe later when I'm ready to like yeah, be out in the later, world, yes. you can, we'll have a segment, single lady Christina. <laughs> you know? And JP is going to play that ridiculous music. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I'm single. Oh. And I'm dating. <laughs> 
his name was Tad, and we went out, and it was bad. So bad. This is like, I'll just tell you everything. This segment writes itself. (laughs) Maybe one day we could have them on. And I'll be like, so why did you hate me? Why did you not call me back, Tad? (laughs) What what was it? Go fuck yourself. Could you imagine? Someone just doesn't call me back, but I'm like, will you come on my podcast? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, I will, actually. I will do that. Men are that arrogant, though. I mean, the only person I'm like single, and I'm not ready to mingle, but if Jason Manzukas was like, hey, girl, hey, I heard your podcast, I'd be like, get in me. No, that's inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, like, date him first. <laughs> sure. Ask him for a FaceTime drink first. <laughs> right. Jason. Um, okay, but can I tell you? So we don't need to talk forever about my breakup, but uh, the listeners are probably concerned about me. You know? Yeah, they've I, been invested. You know, I was concerned about you. Thank you. Well, we're act- we're friends. Yeah, I have <laughs> a friendship. Thank you. That means a lot that you say that we're friends. You're welcome. I thought just JP and I were friends, and and JP and I aren't. And you <laughs> and I aren't. I feel very excluded in the room. Uh, no, I uh, went to see. So I'm just like. I got to keep moving. Like I have to like, and I've never lived by myself. So I was kind of like, oh, this will be a good project. Like think about like nesting and decorating an apartment and all of these things. And so I was like, okay, I'll like find an apartment. But I was like, this is going to take forever. Sure. It's it's like looking for February, shitty apartments, shitty time of year to do this. And then first apartment I looked at, perfect. It was like everything about it was perfect. That's amazing. But my favorite part was we went to a coworker went with me because it was during the work day. Again, I just like sometimes now <laughs> yeah. leave work for an hour and I'm like, it just broke up with. Gotta go. And work's like, we're so lucky that she's oh doing my fine. God. We're she so is really pulling it together right now. <laughs> I was in a meeting yesterday and I was sitting there and out of nowhere, I interrupted my boss and went, I don't own nail clippers. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we can buy you nail clippers. Aww. And I was like, but I don't own any like I don't own any dishes what am I gonna drink out of and they're like one day at a time if you want to buy Christina nail clipper yeah email us email us at (laughs) scenepartnerspodcast at gmail.com okay you were telling the story okay so go to this apartment building my coworker and I are standing there the landlord guy comes up very quirky dude and uh, we're like all landlords are all landlords are (laughs) we're like walking up this like walk up apartment and he was like, oh, so like you new to the city? And uh, I was like, no. He's like, okay. He's like, you just moving? I was like, yeah, I'm like moving out of center town. And he was like, oh, uh, okay. So you just like, you sick of center town? And I was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No more questions. <laughs> no, I'm but, sick. Of- but of course being me, if anyone gives me the opportunity yeah. to word vomit. So I was like, no, like <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> and he was like, ah, you're sick of your boyfriend. And I was like, no. And he goes, oh, is he a loser? And my coworker behind me burst out laughing and went, you have no idea how wrong that is. (laughs) Then we get into the apartment and we like walk around. I'm like, it's perfect. I would like love to have it. And uh, he's like, okay, like it seems like I'll approve you really quickly. He's like, do you have any animals? And I was like, not anymore. <laughs> he was like, okay, oh. no boyfriend, no dog. This he was guy. like, you got a car? I'm guessing not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds no. like a straight up great guy. <laughs> straight up dude. He's, he's now going to be your part-time counselor. He, is. Like he, he seemed to like be really insightful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, my divorce in 87, I lost the car too. <laughs> and the dog. But I got this building. Okay. Anyways, catch me up <laughs> on your 
life. Over the Christmas break, I had listeners write to me who are fans. Who are fans. Most of you. And they wrote, remember that line that we talked about of, um, he'll miss me, but I'll never think of him again. Yeah. My friend who went on a date and that was her line. Yeah. I've had multiple people write me say like, that was so empowering. I'm using that now. Really? Isn't that amazing? We're changing life. That's why I broke up with my I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, that's not. That's, yeah. that's We're changing not true a lot of lives. Um, that's so exciting. They were just like, oh, that like resonates with me. Yeah, and like girls online dating, they're just like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. he'll miss me. But I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's not how I feel. <laughs> um, okay. I've I'm fine. You're good? I'm good. Um, I spent a lot of time at my in-laws. How was that? Are they listeners? No. Okay. <clears throat> Our family's from Saskatchewan, and so Saskatchewan's a very, I'm going to say, conservative place. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to Regina, I get a nosebleed. Yeah, every time it's I like go to Regina. I like get off the airplane, yeah. my nose is just bleeding. It's very dry there. It's very dry. Very I'm going dry. next month. Oh, watch out for that nose. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what if I meet the man of my dreams in Regina? And you, I just, you won't. Okay. I know all the men there. <laughs> they all. Okay, so this guy you saw in spin class. <laughs> I have one more thing. Yeah. I was in If Regina. you and Sarah broke up, this is my episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. One more thing. The divorce papers. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have not broken up. Yeah, great. Good for you. I, this is a lose-lose <laughs> for you. We're fine. Oh, isn't that nice? Uh, yeah, I feel great. Um, it's so okay. So Regina also a lot of people drink there. Yeah, but I also met this girl who was the most resilient girl I've ever met. Okay, so instantly I, offended. I was yeah. You're second to this Thank girl. You. Once I'm you hear the story, you'll no, know what I'm talking about. Okay, great. So I was at like an Irish pub, and there's a dance floor. Yeah, it's a very popular bar. It's bumping. I wanted to go dancing, so I. Point at one of my friends, like one of my dude friends. I'm like, let's go to the dance floor. And he's like, hell yeah. So we go dancing. It's a horrible song, whatever. You're just dancing to it. Whatever. You feel it. You're a little bit tipsy. You're feeling good. This girl starts kind of grinding up on us. He's nearing 40, has three kids. I'm not interested, obviously. I'm married. Still married. (laughs) And so we're like politely like, no, No, thank you. Have a good night. But then she's like. You guys don't tell me what to do. (laughs) And she proceeded to vomit in that moment, right kind of adjacent to us. It was magical. So we're like, oh, my goodness, are you okay? Her friend comes up to her. She's like, Christine. No, that that was going to be my fake name. Um, Your fake name was my name. Brandy. That's a better name. Yeah. 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 Brandy, let's go outside. And she like limps off because she's still kind of like vomiting. So then anyway, we go back to our table and our table is in front of a window and we're looking and she's out there talking and there's speakers that point outside. And so the music's still playing. So Brandy, who wipes the vomit from her mouth, gets up and starts dancing a little bit more. And she's dancing and dancing and vomits again outside. I love her. No, she's resilient beyond belief. And we're like, wow, this girl, like she's been drinking a lot. This is a rough time. And we're like, she's clearly outside, right? She's going to go home. Like this is the end of her night. It's just the beginning. She pushes her friend away bursts through the front doors of the bar and yells out as she walks in, I'm dancing. 
and goes back to the dance floor. I <laughs> love her. And I wish you and Sarah like so much happiness in the world. Like you are a couple I adore. Yeah. But if you were to break up with Sarah and we go find Brandy, I just I can't even describe how happy I would be. I just I just I'll, can't even describe it. All I could think of is that girl's gonna have a rough morning. <laughs> I mean, sure, but she lived it, you know? Like, like the vomit it. on the dance floor. That Go outside, keep dancing, vomit outside. I just can picture her throwing the door. Oh, she like power walk through. Like, Here's the thing is like, one, I just want a shirt that says, what would Brandy do? <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, but also I'm like trying to decide because people handle breakups differently, mm. right? Like, should yeah. I be a Brandy? Should I just like start to party really hard for a bit and just vomit on myself and throw the doors open and be like, I'm dancing. Should I like throw myself into work? Should I like become really fit? Should I like join a community theater? No, that that one no. <laughs> Brandy maybe <laughs> community theater no. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to like should I like shave my head? That okay, also I'm <laughs> are these I'll I help just, you. I feel like I need to do something. Chloe Kardashian had a yeah. show called Revenge Body <laughs> okay. after she broke up with I'm gonna say Lamar. Yeah. Um Should I get a revenge body. Yes. I don't really want revenge. He's such a great guy, but like <laughs> I don't know, just do like a spin class like we were talking about. Yeah. But should I also shave my head? What if I got a tattoo that said like Live, laugh, love, Duh. rinse, repeat. <laughs> All these are bad. What is rinse, repeat? Oh, gosh. That's where I'm is at. Is that a blowjob euphemism? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> is it a blowjob euphemism? It might oh, be. no. It might be. I don't want people to think I want to give blowjobs. Okay, then don't get that tattoo. That's your own choice. That is no, no one. The only person who would think live, laugh, love, rinse, repeat was a blowjob reference is Brandy. Yeah, she would know, though. She would. You could call and she'd be like, yeah, I, I also have that. Oh, I feel bad saying that. She seems really great. Just, also, blowjob, whatever. I feel very uncomfortable. And Brandy's also her fake name. So so you could get what would Brandy do? And your friends would be like, who's that? And you'd be like, like oh, my God, not this person. But it's like a metaphor of a person. The metaphor of a person. Does rinse repeat mean multiple blowjobs? The other day I learned what cream <laughs> pieing meant. Don't say <laughs> so, that. <laughs> I, I always mark our podcast when I post them like 18 plus because Christina says fingering somebody. I now have to like mark it like there's like a porn term in this, in this episode that hurts, 50, 50% of the people aren't going to know what that is. But 50% my, I didn't. So I was sitting at a comedy show Oh no! and some guy made a cream pie joke and everyone was like, oh shit. And I was like, that must be like where you just stick your dick in a cream pie. Hmm. But it's not. It's not. It's so much worse than that. Um... There's a lot of other terms. I'm sure you're going to learn over this next. Why? No. Why? I hate this. Oh, my God. If, okay, no. Is it's that, better that, like, you no. were, like, on the dating scene is and you're that, like, is this what cream pieing is? And it's like, I was just buying you dessert. Uh, is this what dating's going to be like? Is a guy going to ask me to cream pie him? Is that a, or they do they... <laughs> You're you're not doing that. Do, I I don't want to talk about this, but you're not. Do they CPing cream pie anybody? 
<laughs> Anyways, should we go to a... Was that funny? Yikes. Oh, God. <laughs> JP is like mercilessly ending the cream pie segment. I can't even sing the song because I'm laughing too hard. Oh, and now you can't cut it out because people need to know why I hurt. Oh, God. Anyways, wow. I feel like I'm just going to show up at dates with cream pies being like, hello. So I heard some people <laughs> want to do this. Here's a pie. Uh, <laughs> we're like winking at the waiter. Can we get one of those pies? <laughs> oh, my God. And the waiter's going to be like, no, I don't. We don't, don't do that. We here. don't do that. Please. That's not. Please this, do not do that. It's not this bar. I'm not going to lie. I only half remember what it means, so I will need to look it up again. Good. Don't do that now. I won't. Uh, okay, oh. we're in the segment. You probably don't know, listeners, because I didn't sing a song, but we're in the segment, Was That Funny?, mm. where we discuss uh, something we've seen or listened to or read in pop culture, and we discuss whether or not it was funny. Wow. Very loosely. Mainly, we just give a plot synopsis. <laughs> and we also say, there's jokes, or there wasn't there jokes. There wasn't jokes. There was okay. jokes. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I watched... Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary- I hear it. If you have mama issues, it's real, real rough. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's a sequel to the original. And it starts off with like a devastating, like, oh my goodness, things have been really hard. Yeah. And I'm forgetting his name. So this is awful. The guy who plays the new Q on the new James Bonds. Oh, he's that- British. Oh, Simon Pegg? No, <laughs> that's not. Oh, he's in the Mission Impossible <laughs> movie. Um, but he was also nominated for an, a Golden Globe. I forget his name. I um, apologize. I'm not doing him justice, but he plays the dad. JP, his name is Ben Wishaw. Ben Wishaw. No one's going to be offended that you didn't know uh, that. He's like a cute dude. Is he? I'm single. Let me see him. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he is cute. He's got a weird haircut, but like. I'd cream pie him. Don't. <laughs> I, I have to cut this out. You can't keep saying it. And you don't do that. I'm sorry. Leave it in. He's also gay and married. Ah, shit. <laughs> I also still don't really know what the term means. So I feel like it's not that dirty, but maybe it is really dirty. It's it's quite. Okay, we'll leave it in. All right. Okay. So Hi, mom. Anyway, he plays a very sad dad. Mm-hmm. That being said... Um, the movie's really Emily Blunt's movie. Oh, I love Emily Blunt. It's like she Do you think she's beautiful? I do. Yeah. yeah. Her oh, accent helps. It's oh. like a like she has like the beautiful oh. London accent. She's got a rich she's London like, accent. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> you point of bitches. <laughs> she's not like that. She's a, has a beautiful voice. Uh-huh. Uh Lynn Manuel Miranda oh. is also in it. Yeah. He I believe he's Puerto Rican. I, 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 I'm I pretty sure I he is. I, I could be wrong. Okay. But he has a Cockney accent in it. And, and it's, how is it? It's not that good. But it's, it's not horrible? It's not horrible. Is it distracting? The songs are really good, and I'm pretty sure he wrote all the songs yes, in the I movie. Yes, I think so. Um, but his, like, his accent's a little rough. Um, but he was nominated for a Golden Globe, and I turned to Sarah when we were watching, and I was like, no. No. <laughs> I do think some people get nominated for Golden Globes and Oscars because of who they are rather than their role. Am are I you wrong? saying Meryl Streep? Sometimes she was nominated for Florence Jenkins, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you got nominated for like, no, there was better. There's better, <clears throat> yeah, less yeah. known people who did better yeah. roles. But people watch her now and, and they know she's good. So yeah. Like, and she is. She is amazing. obviously very good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
you have to we have to say all this because there's like some crazy Meryl Streep fans and they're like Email I us. will crush you. <laughs> um he, yeah, anyway, so the movie's good. Like really yeah. good music. Um it has funny moments. But I've my okay. confession. I'll see it. My confession is I've never seen the original. I think I have. Okay. But like ages and ages. But ago. I get like Mary Poppins shamed when I say that. I, I'm not going to shame you. I also haven't seen the other one. Uh, the Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. You've sound never of music. seen Sound of Music? No. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I know there's like a, a, a war happening. Are you kidding me? And I know there's songs about a nun. You've never seen Sound of Music? No. Should I? Okay. Here's the thing that I think I get to do for is the next funny? little while. Is Sound of Music funny? There's some funny moments. The kids are funny. So it fits in on was that funny? I mean, there's like a, a Nazi plot. So, but a humorous Nazi plot like <laughs> uh, Glorious Bastards. I've never seen Inglorious that. Glorious Bastards. I've never seen that. Okay. Um. Okay. So I feel like I can do this thing, being yeah. like, "Hey Ryan, I'm yeah. going through a really tough time right now. Yeah. It would just really help me if I knew you'd seen Sound of Music, and now you have to watch it." Right. If it would mean that much to you, I, I probably would. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> How what was Mary Poppins funny? Yeah, it's a, like I, it's geared towards kids. I'd watch it. You'd watch it. Yeah. I think they're trying too hard a little bit in some areas. Yeah. Like I, I think they forced this. Like we're going to teach a life lesson here. Like use your imagination songs, which are kind of like. That's what I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love someone to sing to me every morning to use my imagination. Yeah. But like really cool and like well done and Emily Blunt is so stupidly good. Like I would She's be so talented, so intimidated taking on like you're gonna play that, Mary Poppins. Who was in this, played like, by Julie Andrews, who's still alive and who will watch it. She was that who that yes, is who, yeah, sorry, okay. yeah. Okay, good. I was um, not articulate, but she did really well. Anyway, what have you watched that's um, funny? Okay, I was trying to think of this. I haven't watched that much TV lately. Why not? I don't know. Um, but I watched. Who got the TV? I got, uh, he did. Um, So yeah, he got the TV. But anyways. (laughs) We have a guest. Yes, guys, I'm doing great. What were you going to rap there? I don't know. I love the idea that you were going to go into some kind of rap. As soon as I started, I was like, dear God, stop rapping. I hope the next line was, she is the best, because there's a lot of other options. You know what? It was so, it was going to go only positive. Something, something. something. Terrible. I mean, terrible. Yeah, it's just not even a rhyme. Just be like, she's a fucking terrible guy. Uh, but she's not. Please welcome KB Har- Harwood. Harwood. Damn it. I <laughs> Thank was, like, you so psyched much. myself out of my head. I was going to call you Harewood. KB Harwood. How are you doing? I'm good. How are both of you? Good. Yeah. Thank thanks. you for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming and hanging out. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, okay, so people don't know who you are. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Um, okay, so my major is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's my dream conversation. <laughs> Do you want to talk about university right now? I always. <laughs> um, but sorry, uh, I'll give you a better question. Um, yeah, w- w- you you do stand-up? Mm-hmm, and, and how long have you been doing stand-up for? Uh, technically, I've been doing it since May, so I'm not very good at math. That's like, what, six, seven months? You're new. Oh my gosh, but yeah. so good. You're like, like, it's bananas to think of that. So it's like fresh meat, but like a high, but like high, high quality. Yeah, I would say, okay. yes, <laughs> like top of the top of the pack, you know? Thank we you. don't need a lot of meat, do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> top of the shelf. <laughs> okay, so so what happened where you were like hanging out one day and you're like, I want to do that. Like what, what took you to the stage? 
Um, in all seriousness, like one, I've always liked, I've never liked being the center of attention for a lot of people, but I've always liked entertaining since mm-hmm. I was really, really little. And ever since I was little, all I ever wanted to do was make people feel things, which I realized could either make me like a psychopath manipulator mm. or like a good performer. I mean, um, which is also being a psychopath. You know, <laughs> you know I've seen Christian Bale. Um, <laughs> but about... A year ago, I was just going through some different stuff, some different mental health stuff that mm. I've had for a very long time, but it kind mm. of reached like a pinnacle where I was like, I need to do something. And I just didn't have a plan because I kind of, <laughs> in a dark way, didn't really expect my life to pan out well because I was in that weird space in my mm-hmm. head. Okay. And I was like, I want to start making active decisions in the hope that it will just give me a goal to work towards, even if it doesn't come to fruition. And it just kind of went from there. I reached out to someone I knew in Ottawa that was in like the art scene, not remotely yeah. in stand-up comedy, but in the art scene. And they were very lovely and connected with me to some local producers. And I went from there. Awesome. That's so cool. The amount of people, though, that have come on the show and yeah. said, I was going through a tough time and it spurred me to try something like that. It's crazy how many people have been in that position. Well, there's a moment where you're like, I have all of these thoughts that I like need to, and if you're a funny person, like I think it helps to be like, even on my own individually, I process things through humor. So it could be like the shittiest thing, but I'm thinking of like a funny lens on the shitty situation to get through it. Yeah. And you're like, if you're someone who's like, I want to perform and I want to like make people feel things. And I'm already thinking funny things about a really dark situation. You put it together. It's like, you got to try comedy, you know? And, and for me, like eventually I do want to do things that are not just, not, I don't want to mean like just, but that are also more in relation to like dramatic things mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and that kind of scenario. But I do think that there's a lot of validity and people, they always say that people who are like very depressed or people who have different mental health issues make some of the best comedians, people like Robin Williams, which is very dark to say, but very serious. <laughs> yeah, and, no, it's true. I but think. I think it's, you're so connected to your feelings. You feel a lot. And I think if you're good at feeling a lot sometimes not always but but sometimes you're very good at connecting with that in other people mm-hmm. and and I also find that a lot of people like that if they can't find joy for themselves they're like you know what I'm gonna try to make someone else feel something good if I can't if I can't do it for myself and like then I can give it to someone else yeah there's like yeah. this weird no I shouldn't say weird belief but you often hear the like oh if you can't love yourself then who else is gonna love you and I've never really exactly agreed with that because sometimes you need an external factor to kind of push you forward because there are some days where it's not you're not going to be enough for you yeah Mm -hmm. no that's a good point there's something about the first time you are able to make a group or a room laugh like that is the biggest adrenaline rush that it's addictive yeah (laughs) no it is so addictive if, if you're in like going through a tough time you go do that and you get a laugh. I can imagine just being like, holy shit. Yeah. This is what I want to do now. Yeah. Because it's, it, you can't replicate it outside of like a, a comedy situation. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And I imagine y'all probably get this in improv to a certain extent as well. When you notice that people are really like invested oh in my the goodness. kind of scene that yeah. you're doing, right? Like yeah. even if I know that improv generally speaking has a more comedic take to it, but even if you're doing something more serious and you just like notice how much the audience is really into it that I imagine it kind of elicits the same kind of. Well, you had like a favorite scene you're telling me about, but it was on a very like uh, emptying out the fridge after a funeral. Oh my God. Yeah. There was a duo, an improv duo that did a 
Um, it's called a uh, pretty flower for improvisers, but it's like they start in a scene and then they branch off to like show the backstory. But the scene they started with was a scene of us two siblings emptying their parent, their mom's kitchen because their mom had passed away. Damn. So it's like, and it so was like so heavy. heavy. And the mm-hmm. breakaways were like moments where you got to like exhale and laugh because it showed their like past and whatever else. But those moments, they like stuck to it. And I could see people in the audience. Yeah. Sort of like react to it and mm-hmm. they could feel it on stage and it oh. There's just something so powerful about that, right? Like, I think, like, there's a lot of, I think, in answer to your original question of what, what was, like, kind of the impetus, I think there's probably a lot of little reasons that if I really sat down and thought about it, I could attribute to it. But there, that moment of just, like, again, wanting to push out that feeling yeah. and talk about it was really important. And I think in a weird way, even though his, his what he talks about in his special has really very little to do with my personal experiences as, like, a white Canadian woman and yeah. living in Canada, but Hassan Minaj, who I'm a huge fan of in the way that he tells stories and his political satire and stuff, and the way he tells this linear story where he always comes back to the same point and he tells these really heavy stories of like racism and Islamophobia mm-hmm. and like what it was like being like first generation yeah, American, yeah. Indian American as, and a Muslim on top of that was really, really powerful. But then he punctuated it with these stories that were like mad funny, right? And it was something that I really respected. And I remember watching it and being like, okay, this is real. This is something that you can do. You don't have to just like, yeah. Cause, cause I grew up right as YouTube was coming into okay. fruition. Right. Okay. And it's all like characters and like, you know, yeah. and, and on top of that, like the way that YouTube works, it's like you watch one thing and it'll just keep recommending you more of the same. So, yeah. f- so one of the great things that I've really loved about watching more and more stand up both live and online is that it's been able to like kind of diversify the kind of people that I think that I'm interested in because yeah. in high school it was just like, it, no, there's nothing wrong with it, but it was just like the same straight white dudes over yeah. and over and over and yeah. over again. His name is Jerry Seinfeld. And he's, <laughs> he's a straight he's white fantastic. dude. He does Holy. a lot of grammar based jobs. Although he's gone downhill considerably. He has gone downhill <laughs> considerably. I remember there was this thing I saw online recently. I'm a huge fan of John Mulaney as well. Oh, and like, sweet Jesus, he's good. He's great. And there's, there's this picture of him and Jerry Seinfeld. I think it's like comedians in cars getting coffee or something. Yeah. And the caption of this particular screen grab because it's like John Mulaney's face is just devastated and Jerry Seinfeld had just said something bad about his wife and it was like John Mulaney notoriously in love with his wife. <laughs> what the fuck? His wife is beautiful and designs lamps. Oh just my know that. Just creep her on Instagram if she you is, want some oh my God. life Both inspiration. Of you to assume I have not already. I have. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I have. Um, um, he has a bit about how his wife is a bitch and he's like, uh, he's, he's like, so you better bet she's a bitch. I, like would, it's I would. Great. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of stand up. It was a. It's a choice I still make that I like. I don't know. I can't do it. I can like feel myself when I see other stand up comedians because now I see a lot local mm-hmm. and I feel myself soaking it in and taking it. And I like need to stay away from that. But Fair. I do, with my limited knowledge, stand by John Mulaney being the best joke writer in the world. Well, very talented. I so would. Good. I would suggest. That one of the hardest environments to write jokes in is SNL because it's so rapid turnover, so oh, yeah. high pressure. It's and been f- bad and lately. And to be the head writer on the show, you've yeah. got to be a good joke you writer. Be, yeah. And so young, number one. Yeah. Like he was, and this is the thing, I actually didn't hear a single, like knowingly, I should say, hear a single stand up joke from John Mulaney until last year. And as soon as I started watching, I was like, what have I been doing? Because yeah. again, it's not that, like, I don't even remotely tell comedy like he does. I just really respect 
mm-hmm. people who are good at their craft. Yeah. And he has one, I, I firmly believe he probably had an innate ability to be funny, kind of like you were saying earlier, but also just how good he is at honing in on it. And again, it's so sharp. John Mulaney was an addict. Right. John oh, Mulaney, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. He was an alcoholic mm. and oh. at a very young age. And like he, he has a kind of a couple of jokes here and there sprinkled throughout his comedy where he yeah. makes reference to it. And he even says, he's like, I know I don't look like someone who would have ever had an issue like that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. And, and but again, it kind Interesting. of. Interesting. Yeah. And I find that I, the more I do comedy, the more I gravitate towards comics who kind of keep that in mind or they're just naturally good at storytellers. It's not that they've actually even structured this is going to sound bad, but like not even structured a joke technically in their story, but they're just very funny at telling stories. Like Hannibal Burris is one of those people to me mm-hmm. where dude is just very good yeah. at telling stories. Like I just find it comical to listen to him. Is Christina funny? I actually, so I, oh, and this no. is not just because I'm here. I've told her this to her face, but she is hands down one of my funniest, like one of the people I think is the funniest people in auto comedy. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> wow. Stop it. But no, I, I've said that. And I think that, and I, and I feel like I've said this to your face, but uh, maybe I haven't, but I find that you Say are very Mulaney. Ask. Oh, and that's, my God. God. that's too much. That's yeah. too oh much. The way that she tells stories. JP, did you hear that? Are you listening? <laughs> I wrote a joke about a lemon zester over the holidays. Tell Go it. On. No, it's not right now. Okay, <laughs> great. That was a good interjection. Ron. I just want you to know that I'm working. Are you going to do more comedy this no, year? No. I mean, okay. I was so, you didn't even get the question. I know. I know. No. I am doing comedy. You are. As an art you are. in my life. I just want you to try stand up again. All right. I feel like, yeah, anyways, we'll discuss it offline. <laughs> but, okay, so when you started doing comedy, um, sorry, my jeans, I've worn these jeans 150 <laughs> times and they still blue? dye my hands blue and it's driving me Christina's up Christina's holding wall. up her hands right now and they're I, blue. I'm like, why are they blue? She uh, just gave a hand like job to a What's like the first set you wrote personal <laughs> or was it like you want to talk about that personal stuff and you will use comedy like that, but your first set's more like I'm removed from the things I'm talking about? The first set I ever wrote I guess in theory was way more personal yeah I've never actually even done those jokes interesting but the first set I wrote to perform I think I was pretty detached from because you've seen it the first one that I ever did was the one where I talk about like being bisexual and not yeah. wanting kids that was the first oh, set yeah, that a, I you ever wrote so good from the get-go um man if I didn't like you I would resent you <laughs> <laughs> that's the gift of storytelling I think mm-hmm. where like I sometimes worry because I have a set about growing up Pentecostal that is like critical of Pentecostalism. And I have a set about sexual assault. That's like some people might critical be of men. And it's critical <laughs> of men. Yeah. Um, and I like both times when I first started doing those sets that I thought were really funny. I was like, oh, my God, am I like not punching down? But like, is there going to be people in the, like I hate making people feel uncomfortable unless it's uncomfortable in the way of like a dude being like. No, it's your fault. It's like, here we go. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Um, okay. It's 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 probably time to transition to relationship advice. Okay, we can do it. That's a, a, a drastic shift. It, it that is. was a very good conversation. That was one of my favorite interviews, I think. Oh, fantastic. So thank you for coming. No problem. I've never shut up a day in my life, so... Here What's you up? are. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm raising my arms wide for anyone. No, for anyone What's who's up? wondering, my hands are blue and KB's raising her arms. <laughs> okay, so this one is about... Play fighting between two partners, like wrestling. I already hate this. Go on. Yeah, they should get divorced. <laughs> um, We're on the divorce train now. So this is written by a, a 46-year-old uh, female. No. Um, and her partner is a 47-year-old man. And they wrestle together? My partner has always been a runner and has a lean 
frame compared to my more muscular (laughs) horse rider's body type. Horse rider's body. Bracket pear shape. We are the same (laughs) weight, but I am shorter. Why does this matter? (laughs) It matters, apparently. We were messing around weeks ago, and he started taking things semi-seriously. Oh, no. So I managed to sit on him and pin his arms (laughs) as a joke. He struggled, but couldn't escape. So I, I made like him. This is Fifty Shades of Grey's like excerpts, like the bloopers that didn't make it to the book. She had a horse riding body. <laughs> Brackets pear shape. Um, he struggled, but couldn't escape. So I made him tap out by saying "uncle" before releasing oh him. Oh my god, they're forty-six. Given he was being playful and half laughing, I didn't think this was an issue and hadn't thought about it since. Weeks later, he told me that it had affected him and made him feel emasculated and humiliated. He was, and as he was genuinely trying to escape, and that a woman shouldn't be able to overpower him, and that he was just <laughs> only horses, and that he was only just tired. Horses. Initially, I thought this issue was petulant and infantile, given our age. And surprised, <laughs> he felt emasculated. Brackets. It was a random outburst, and took me a few minutes to recall the wrestle that he had mentioned even a weeks before. Uh, <laughs> Further, uh, <laughs> so sorry. Keep going to finish the post. <laughs> I should also mention that I'm weaker than him in the upper body. Oh my god, this is not <laughs> the part right. of the pair that's smaller. He, he asked me recently if I felt that I was stronger than him in the lower body, and I replied, Yes. This given is not my a conversation type, two 46 year olds are having. And, and uh, <laughs> given my body type and riding history, I'm probably stronger than him there. I'm finding red flags because he has been so defensive about earning less than me and constantly leaves a house charge to me. Divorce. He Divorce. Doesn't, he also doesn't like to work out with me and has stopped pulling his weight with cooking and house administration. What should I do? Okay, are they married? Or are they just like date? Like how long? She said my partner. Okay, so they've been together for at least a while. Yeah. Common law divorce. Common law divorce. I don't know if it's my lens right now, but I'm like, this guy's emasculated by you two jokingly wrestling and you being like, say uncle. And then at the end, I just love this. This is what I always love about like r slash relationships on Reddit. They'll tell like this really like specific story about something that doesn't seem that serious. And the end two sentences are like, and he's the fucking worst. He doesn't do any of this shit. That is is what this is too. It's like, so we were wrestling and he was like, oh my God, that was a little weird for me. And then she was like, also, he hates that I make more money. He He doesn't doesn't do anything. (laughs) But like mainly I'm like, is it because my thighs are too strong from riding horses? I don't know. Like unless she literally is riding horses. She is. She's a horse rider. No, that's not what I meant. But But uh, like she's literally (laughs) doing horses. (laughs) She said uh, more muscular horse riders body type. I just, Which is a wild way to describe so your body. She went so far into like the differences between the. She's like, I'm like stronger in my legs, but he's stronger upper body wise. I have a theory that anytime, and this is probably a bad theory, but I have a theory that anytime someone's describing a relationship issue and they always, like in all seriousness, and always like kind of de facto tell those weird random stories in explicit extreme detail, it's because they're trying to avoid talking about like more. More serious. Even thing. if it's subconsciously, right? Because yeah. like I, I, because I know that if I talk about it, I probably. If I have two brain cells to rub together, I probably know the kind of like negative reaction I'm going to get. Yeah. So if I make it about this, then they'll just be like, oh my God, no, it's a stupid fight. You guys can get through it. Whereas but if, if you're like, like the actual thing that he, she's throwing in at the yeah, end. He feels, like, yeah. Have like, you ever dated somebody who 
felt weird about your salary and like making different amounts of money. Um, excuse me, I'm poor. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, do you feel weird about, about your- <laughs> dating someone who's not poor? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think I ever could do that. Like, I don't think like I like love my job and I like what I get to do. And if someone was like, oh, it intimidates me that you like have this career. I'd be like, okay, let's bye. wrestle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna, my thighs. Let's and, wrestle now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, also, if you can't own it, like, fuck off. But I'm have you ever been able to pin down a man? That is my new. I mean, I'm not ready to mingle yet, but when I am, my criteria is going to be like, can I? Let's wrestle. Have you seen my thigh? You're just going to describe them in a really random way. You need to pick an animal. You're like, they're like platypus legs. (laughs) You have no idea. I used to ride platypuses all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm built kind of like... <laughs> like, okay. I can swim so good. Ryan, as the person in, like, you know, a long-term happy relationship, because yes. now we have a different perspective on things, because I'm, like, single. Um, like, do you think they should stay together, or should <laughs> she move on? Uh, I think this guy should probably go to therapy. Oh, maybe, yeah, that's also possible. Like, he obviously has some sort of some masculinity issues, issues like... Yeah. I don't know. Sarah beats me up all the time. <laughs> and you're fine. No, but like we've like we've like wrestled and like I hate that girl that. is so strong. <laughs> Did she also ride horses? Yes. She loves horses. I'm relating to this huge. No, but like for a while, I, I am being serious a little bit more. Uh, when we first started dating, she did make more than me. Like I yeah. was looking for work like crazy. I couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. She was working and I like. I like think back so fondly to her now and like thank you so much for like supporting yeah. us as a couple yes. and like that's how I feel she, about I, I was like yeah. amazed by her it wasn't like fuck no let's break up but I think that's the difference between someone who's like comfortable I'm not saying that you don't have insecurities obviously we don't you know each other but, but, Let me <laughs> but but I think that's the difference between someone when it comes to specifically say like masculinity being like the, aware of who they are and comfortable mm. with it and not being threatened by strong women because like I'm always really creeped out when men are like I love strong women like, I'm like if you have up, to say it, it's it. not true shut up you know I just feel like if you do if you if you are firm in who you are or at least like stable in who you are and you do appreciate someone who has strong values and it works really hard irrespective of gender but especially in in, in a gender that historically has been told to stay at home yeah. um, you just practice that when i go on Pornhub, i usually just write in strong, strong women. women so strong women just a lot of not, women riding not a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh this is a fun episode yeah thanks for coming thank and you so us. much for coming that was no a fun problem. conversation i liked it i feel like we gave some really good advice i'm happy divorce him maybe try therapy with the second one but like dump him after that hashtag divorce force hashtag divorce force <laughs> Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop-Up Podcasting, featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan, recorded by J.P. Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Haidless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. <laughs>